and welcome to my podcast. I am Liz King, the personal trainer and creator behind Made For Me Fitness. Um, As this is my first ever podcast, I felt as though I should do a sort of get to know me episode so everyone who isn't familiar with me and what I do can uh, hear where I come from as well as what Made For Me Fitness is all about. Now, I do want to warn you, this is going to get deep and that's sort of how I wanted this podcast to really play out because I feel like there's only so much that you can portray through Instagram and other social media platforms. So this is really an area that I want everyone to dig deep. So that's what I'm going to be doing into my life just so that I can give you guys an idea of what I come from and why my business is the way it is and um, why I'm so just passionate about it. So uh, we definitely dig deep. I'm going to take you guys way back and, uh, but hopefully it will help you work through maybe some of your shit as well. Um, also I do swear. (laughs) So I apologize if you're not down with that, but that's who I am. So is what it is. But, uh, also this is something completely out of my comfort zone. So, uh, it's going to be a little shaky, especially this first episode, but just bear with me. I promise once I get used to it, uh, you won't be able to shut me up. (laughs) So let's jump into it. I have been personal training for seven years now. I am certified trainer as well as certified in corrective exercise, which is a post-injury and movement correction um, type of uh, certification. So uh, as well as sports exercise. I started my own fitness journey about nine years ago, and I started working out and dieting uh, out of a, it was not out of a place of self-love, which is something that I do preach quite often, like self-love and self-care is something that you'll hear me talk about a lot, Uh, and it's mainly because I come from a long line of self-hate. I've always struggled, and I mean always, so... I'm taking you back to, this is like preschool, pretty much as soon as I can remember. I've always struggled with negative self-image. I have diagnosed ADD and ADHD as well as social anxiety. So I really had a hard time uh, getting along and relating with other people. So making friends was hard and I was also really socially awkward. Um, Also, I had an underbite and my ears that stick out, which they still do to this day. So just to sort of paint the picture for you guys, I was a pretty fucking weird little kid. So as you can imagine, I was picked on and I was bullied a lot, a lot, not only for how I looked physically, but uh, how I was socially as well. So I was always sort of in my own little world and I, you know, did what I wanted to do and I I really wasn't concerned with anything else. So, uh, but people really weren't down with that. So, um, but there's just a lot going on uh, all the time sort of in my head and around me that ended up making me super sensitive and really insecure in who I was. And it's crazy to think that kids are born confident. So kids aren't born concerned with how they act. Like that's why babies cry in restaurants and kids will show you the same trick a million times or roll out of bed and put on 15 t-shirts and say, this is what I want to wear today. They don't care. 
They don't care what you think. And what makes them care is learned behavior. So it's because mom and dad say you can't scream in public or you can't wear 15 t-shirts. Otherwise, people will think there's something wrong with you. And that's very fair. And (laughs) it's true, but that's why I believe it's so important to really dig deep and and find out why you feel the way that you do and why you think. Um, the way that you do and especially everything that's happened to you is is a result of so sorry how you act now is a result of anything of whatever's happened to you before like growing up Um, and it's all part of learning it's all part of growing out like you can't really avoid things like this but it, it just it is really important to sort of realize where everything stems from so when I was a kid, I never cared. I never cared what people thought. And I was who I was and I did what I wanted to do because I wanted to do it. And the rest didn't matter. So until I was made aware that it was wrong and you know, not necessarily that I was doing anything wrong, but it just wasn't really socially acceptable to be super quiet and really not engage with anybody. So like I grew up constantly battling myself and it made me so self-conscious about everything. Now, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, in America. It was mainly like a family town, so mainly middle class, middle to upper class families. So, you know, I wasn't, when I say bullied, like I wasn't thrown into a trash can or anything like that. You know, we weren't very hard as a, as a town. So I, I do want you to understand that, you know, even though I was picked on and bullied a lot, uh, a lot of this battle is coming from within myself and how I handled everything. And, you know, kids will always be bullied and I think it's normal and I think it's a healthy part of life. So, you know, I'm not saying this for anyone to feel bad. I just want you to understand what got me thinking the way that I did about myself um, and just sort of how everything unraveled. So so later on, uh, sort of around middle school, my parents and my doctor decided to put me on an ADHD medication and my parents really did do everything that they possibly could to help me. And even though at the time they seemed like the enemy, I realize now that I'm almost 30 that <laughs> they were really just trying to help me. Um, they were, they did what parents did. They, they worried about their kid that wasn't making any friends or, or doing really poorly in school. And like my teachers would reach out quite often, you know, just to make sure that I was okay, that everything was going on, like fine, everything was okay at home. Like, you know, and there really wasn't anything. I was just kind of a weird kid. Like I just was weird. <laughs> so, um, and they wanted to help me and that we, I uh, was, they wanted me to be on this medication because I was just doing really horrible in school. And I always, just passed most of my classes like I did really bad in school so and it was just a huge fight for me to do well um you know unless it was a subject that I liked but that's that's mainly just how ADHD works and that's something that I'm gonna address in a later episode so um watch out for that one too because I think that that's also something really interesting and I've had a lot of experience going through that and I think that it's it's really cool to kind of point out um what is what is um what's actually happening with all of that. So, um, so yeah, my parents saw that I had so many, so much trouble making friends and, you know, they could see how negatively I was impacted by being picked on and just, I was really just self-isolating myself. I was just isolated all the time. So I was put on this medication halfway through middle school and it was awful. Now, not only was I battling myself, I was battling this medication. My anxiety and nervousness skyrocketed. 
I completely stopped eating during the day and I felt like a robot. I remember my mom asking me, she was always, um, you know, she did care about how the medication affected me and she was like, how do you feel? How do you feel? Like, I just feel like a robot. I feel like I'm just existing and I'm not really living. I'm just going through the motions and I just feel really blah all the time. So now this type of medication can really, really help people. So I'm not dissing it at all, um, but others, it can really destroy them. And it just depends on how you react to it. And I didn't really have a great reaction. And we have tried different types as well. So this was, I was always on and off of different things as well. So, and the reason that this is so important to my story is because this is when I encountered my first experience with disordered eating, eating habits. On this medication, I couldn't eat. I was, I felt so nauseous like all day. And I just, I ended up just not wanting to eat. Like I was just really not interested in food. I, I didn't really, you know, I'd have maybe like one meal a day, like when I got home from school and that was really it. So at first when I started this, like I ended up losing a bit of weight and I wasn't big or I didn't really have weight to lose. So it wasn't really a healthy weight loss, but, um, but as I started getting, um, as I started losing this weight, all of a sudden, I started getting this attention. And it wasn't the normal attention of people making fun of me for whatever. I started getting positive attention about how I looked because I was skinnier. And now, this is sort of back in the day when like Tumblr and MySpace was a big thing. And it was that look was like really see like it was deemed a positive thing basically like the skinnier the better it was just like that skinny like sad girl kind of look so sort of like supermodel skinny type person so that was sort of like the goal back in the day there wasn't really body positivity or anything like that going on so so for the first time I felt like I was being noticed for something positive and obviously positive is in hypothetical quotation marks because obviously it wasn't something that was positive it was just viewed as positive at the time by other people so what started from a side effect of my medication turned into something that I did intentionally and so then I would try to limit what I ate so I could maintain this positive image to other people because that's what they wanted and that's what made me feel good because I was sort of pleasing other people and that's what made me happy at the time. And if you have ever been on a restrictive diet before, you'll know that it is hard work mentally and physically, but that also took a huge toll on me, but that's how I got by. Uh, I started dressing differently. I stopped wearing all black. I bought a bunch of shit from Hollister because that's what all the pretty girls in my school wore. So I felt like I finally had this edge. Um, I made some friends who ended up being toxic in the end, but I was getting positive attention from everyone and I was getting positive attention from boys who used to make fun of me. So I was being accepted and rewarded based on my image when I was fucking dying inside because my anxiety was worse than ever. I felt like shit because of my medication. I wasn't doing that well in school still. So there was a lot of stress just around my entire existence. Now, as a side note, I was always really active. So I, um, I always played, I was always playing some sort of sport or doing something active. So I played softball and soccer and I rode horses. Uh, I've ridden horses pretty much my entire life. So, um, so, 
also, like on top of all of this, this sort of mental battle that I was going through, um, through playing sports and, and being doing this activity, but not really knowing how to do do it the right way you know you just do what your coach says and you just carry on so not to mention like I also had suffered from a lot of pain and injury from from doing this so I had extreme back pain and like constant knee injuries and uh just from riding and playing sports so from every angle I was fighting my body and myself like my shoulder was already already sorry my shoulder was was always injured from softball like my back I would be in tears because my back would be in excruciating pain constantly just from riding. And like my knee was always hurt from soccer. I swear I was injured every single year. It was so tiring because I just couldn't do the one thing that let me like release all this pent up energy. And I, you know, I truly do believe that your body, um, like injury is your body's way of telling you to fucking stop, like stop doing this shit. (laughs) And there's so much stress like revolved around everything that you're doing and, and it's breaking. Like my body is, was breaking. So, but of course I wouldn't stop because you know, that just wasn't really an option, uh, to me at the time. So between middle school and high school, um, I also ended up being in a really bad accident riding my horse on a trail with my friend at the time. Uh, it's something that we would do all the time. So it wasn't really out of the ordinary, but Long story short, I fell off and ended up with a major concussion. So now this is something that I do want to dig in much deeper. So I'm actually going to save this story for uh, another episode um, because I think that there's a lot that plays into that as well. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave it at that. But um, this all sort of happened right before high school. So that injury changed a lot of things for me. um, But now... I was in a new school, so I was still struggling uh, with my medication and myself and all my other mental shit, but now I was in a new school where I was at the bottom of the food chain. So in America, when you go from middle school to high school, you go from, um, you're basically at the top of the chain, so the oldest one in your school, and then you go to high school and you're the youngest one again. So you're in an entirely new school, you don't know anybody, everybody's older than you, and you're just like this dweeby little freshman and you just gotta like figure it out. So again, it's sort of just like a reset, which for some it can be good, but for me it's just like my nightmare. <laughs> so, and I remember um, on my first day of school, because I had, um, because of my accident, I still had gravel burn on my face. Um, so when I fell off my horse, I fell on my face and it's uh, scarred. And gravel is that like sharp cut off, cut up rock that you find on trails all the time. So I, I skid on my face. And so once again, there was something for other people to comment on in a negative way about how I looked because it was, I mean, it was pretty, pretty ugly. I had like the, this black rock sort of like embedded into my face and this, it scarred and it was just, it was just like a mess. But of course, like first day of school and the new school and I like have this big thing, but you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so Anyways, I, uh, I got to the point where I stopped taking medica- my medication without my parents knowing. Sorry, mom. And this is the time where everyone is sort of growing into their body as well. So everyone's going through puberty. Everybody is starting to get their curves and, and all of that. And people are sort of going through this big hormonal change in their life. So without the medication, I was eating again. I was still trying to restrict it as much as possible, but my body, as bodies do, started to get bigger. That's what happens when you go through puberty, everything changes. So my body started getting bigger and 
all of a sudden I couldn't maintain this image that I had so desperately tried to achieve that was like my identity and it went in a completely different direction and I it was it was awful because there was nothing that I can do to control it I couldn't keep this like young looking really skinny look that I had and I basically retaliated. I sort of went in the opposite direction with my look, like I dyed my hair all these colors and then I cut it all off and I dyed it black and I've just like been through some crazy phases, but uh, really I was just desperately trying to feel better and, and feel more like me and I was just so angry and I was retaliating against that image because that was the only thing that ever made me feel valuable and important to other people. And I thought, again, my body was failing me. And I was just felt so disgusted with myself. And I felt worthless. And it was really because I placed so much of my self-worth in what I looked like. And all of that was being taken from me. And there was no way to stop it. You, you can't stop that. So that was, that was really hard for me and and a lot of it I do understand is is my own fault but I was never really viewed as being more than what I looked like so that's what I believed and so then I cycled um between like gaining and losing weight because I kept trying to restrict and and get this weight off me and I was like still chasing this look so all my years of high school I was kind of on and off and I started uh, going to the gym after school and working out with my friend in her basement. And at first I started doing tons of cardio, but I obviously wasn't getting the results that I wanted um, just because we all know it doesn't really work. So, and that's when I bought my first workout guide online. And I actually really loved having this guide and not worrying about, you know, if I should be doing this or that, like it just, I like broke down, I just bought it. It was like kind of expensive and I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. I feel like I know it works and I'm just gonna follow it. And I was like so determined to get this sort of Victoria's Secret model look, which I understand is really ridiculous. But growing up, like that was always like my goal. That was the the image of a successful, beautiful, confident woman. So I always wanted to be a Victoria's Secret model and I was like obsessed with that look and the fashion shows and runway and I loved everything about it. So that's what I wanted to do, or that's what I wanted to look like. And I I did it. So no, I didn't walk in a Victoria's Secret fashion show or pose or anything like that, but, um, but I, in my head, I achieved that sort of runway look. So but I effectively lost over 30 pounds of weight and it's weight that I probably shouldn't have lost maybe a little bit but it's definitely weight that I shouldn't have lost so at 5'6 um, at my lowest I weighed 102 pounds which is horrifying to, to me now so I effectively lost over 30 pounds of healthy body weight which I didn't really have to lose and it was out of hate is because I fucking hated myself like and how I looked just because of how I thought in my head and there wasn't even anything necessarily wrong wrong with me like you could look at me and I probably looked like a really normal person but but I got down to this weight and I was finally there and like was I happy after everything I I did it I finally did it but was I happy no still after all of that I I really wasn't like maybe I felt better from being a little stronger and I could wear different clothes and but I thought I had achieved this ideal image but like I was still insecure like I still thought that I wasn't good enough and I sort of got in that mental state where I said 
you know, maybe if I get to 101 pounds, like maybe, maybe it's just like the weight, maybe it's just like a little more, a little more. And like, I never ever thought to look in, like I always was looking out, like I was, it was always an image I was after. And I never, ever, ever once said to myself, like, maybe you're not happy because you're not happy, not because of how you look. And it was just never a thought, like I've never thought of it. And it's, just insane. So now this was around the time that my mother um, was having a a rough year as well. So she had struggled on and off with uh, with MS. So which um, MS is multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disorder and it attacks the the brain and nervous cells. So it basically ruins your balance, your vision, um, part of your cognitive uh, ability as well. So it makes it really hard. Like people have difficulty walking and and she did and she was going through like a really rough year about it. So she was pretty much immobile, like couldn't really do much for herself. Like, you know, bless my dad for helping her throughout all of this as well. Um, And and really what she did was she was at this point it was probably the worst i've ever seen her and she did something that nobody really thought that she would do like she's really old school so getting like a trainer is is something that wasn't really wasn't really heard of you know it was basically like you're either skinny or you're fat and like you you go for a run or you don't like that's sort of the old mentality of it so she actually got a gym membership and she got a trainer and she was working with this trainer for for a while between three to six months and the difference it made in my mom's life was incredible absolutely incredible so she went from not having enough balance to walk around to being able to go to the grocery store to to drive to the grocery store for one to go to the grocery store by herself and to get in and out of the shower by herself she was able to carry things she was able to walk on her own without being unbalanced and falling over and like the amount of progress just through fitness just through strength training and working with a trainer who you know made sure that she was okay and made sure that she was doing the right thing for her blew my fucking mind and from that day I wanted to be a trainer and that's really the reason why so even after all the shit that I've been through I was like yeah I feel like I know a lot about fitness like I've looked up all these things myself and and you know I'm able to lose weight so maybe I could help other people but this was the real reason and I really wanted to change people's lives in the way that that trainer had trained my mom's life and just make them feel capable and strong regardless of of what happened and even regardless of what they looked like because my mom is she's almost she's over 60 at this time and she's not like she's not trying to get like a bikini body she's not trying to walk in victoria's secret fashion show you know like we put all this stress on ourselves when it doesn't even really matter but um like she's not trying to do anything that like she was literally just trying to get her life back and i felt like that was so powerful and that's what really opened my eyes to the fact that you getting strong and feeling capable can change everything for you and it's so much more powerful than than what you look like obviously you know she did look a little better a little stronger like you know she she got some some muscles and things like that so she looked really healthy and she looked good but that gave her such confidence as well and so 
I wanted to help people to lose weight and look better because I do think that that makes a big impact on people's lives. So I love doing that. Like I love seeing the transformations with all my clients. Um, But as soon as I got certified for, you know, classic training, I also went for my CES, which is the uh, corrective exercise uh, specialization. So and that would certify me to help people uh, with under special conditions. So people with MS and that served me massively. And not only could I get these people to completely change the way that they lived, I could also get them to their goal. I could help them lose weight along the way. I could help them function without pain. I could help them function without fear, um, much like how my mother was, was in and around that time. And that's what I did. And that's what I specialized in for seven years. So when I was training, I mean, I've, I've trained hundreds of people. I've trained all sorts of people as well. Um, But what I really specialized in was this uh, corrective exercise. And that's what really brought me more joy than anything, because I was able to take these, these clients, like these people who were so frustrated, like so incredibly unconfident in their bodies, and able to show them that they can live like they can have a normal life they can they can do things on their own they can they can lift things and and move and go up and down the stairs without pain like some of the just like the simpler things just made such a big difference and that's really what served me as a person and like that is to this day it's it's always been the best feeling and that's why I've stuck with this for so long and I love my clients and I still think about them to this day, literally all of them. And what made the difference was that I listened and I learned exactly what they needed. And their workouts were designed specifically for them. And they had to be. I, I couldn't train my client with a, with a metal rod in his spine the way that I trained my client who I was training for competitive long jumping. Like, there's no way you can't have impact. Like there's, there's so many specific things that he could and could not do. And, and that goes for everybody. There's so many things that you, you should do and and shouldn't do based on your injuries or your, your history or, or anything like that. So there's, there's quite, it gets quite deep into who you are as a person, as well as like what you're capable of doing. And I know no two people are trained the same. And I had to be extremely careful with these people. And I felt a really great responsibility for how they felt physically, as well as mentally, because it was a huge process. It was a really huge process for them. And it was really life changing. So a lot of them were coming from a really dark place. They had been in a car accident that left them in bed for years, or they had been dealing with MS or um, Ehlers-Daniels syndrome which is really scary and dangerous because that's like um Ehlers-Danielle syndrome is a hyperflexibility of the joints and muscles that uh and they could pretty much rupture at any time like and cause an internal bleed and kill them literally like in a night so I felt this like <laughs> incredible responsibility but I also you know I wanted to help them like these people were afraid to move and I took it so seriously and being able to bring back that confidence in their body just to be able to move with without fear and like have trust in their body and help them function without pain for the first time. 
And that was my joy. And that's really, really what made me passionate about all of this. And it's not that glamorous shit that we always see, like all this stuff on Instagram with how, you know, all these good looking people are, are trying to perfect their bodies. Like, like this program goes so much deeper. And will you get to your goals? Absolutely. I'm so determined. And if even if you're not determined, like I'm fucking determined to get you to your goal. And but I'm going to do it in a way that's going to serve you physically to make you stronger, better, confident, as well as mentally. And my job is to make sure that you stay in a good mental place during this process so that you can be really successful and you can have sustainable results um, results. Because when you're stressed and you're doing a program that isn't you, you can't maintain you're putting your body under this stress and that's going to run out. You can't, there's a lot of diets that you can't keep up with for more than a couple of months. And yeah, you'll get these great results. Yeah, lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds in a month, things like that. But you can't eat like that for forever. And as soon as you go back to eating the way that you used to eat, you're going to gain it back. And quite actually, my program, I've I've trained people who have lost 20 and 30 pounds before in a month and it's actually quite common. Um it's not something that I always advertise because I don't want to people I don't want to give people this false, you know, this expectation that that's what's going to happen to everybody because everybody's program is different. So, but it is possible and if that's your goal, I'm going to get you there. So, it's not glamorous, but a lot of this is just really trying to help people and get everybody to feel better and like confident in themselves so and like it's it's ugly and and I I mean that in like the most endearing way but it's hard work like it's hard work to work through your own shit mentally and sometimes physically and for those of you who don't know all of my workouts and meal plans are designed specifically for my client based on their goal and like previous diet history and what they like to do injuries like there's a lot of guides and um, one size, I call them one size fits all programs out there, which are fine, but they don't really take into account who the fuck you are. <laughs> and y- you might get the results and, and you might keep them and that's fine. I'm not saying that these are unsuccessful programs, but I come from a place where I've always tailored my clients' workouts and that's what made them incredibly effective. So that's what I've carried on doing and at first it was really scary for me to take everything um, because before I would always train in person and now I've taken everything online but I now I have this app and it lets me get workouts and meal plans to my clients every week. They upload their progress pictures and track what they do so I can see it and I'm constantly in contact with them. So I am I'm literally on call all the time so anything that anybody could be going through as if they send me a quick text like there's a message center through the app like anything I'm pretty much on it unless I'm sleeping like I train people all over the world and I try to give them like a good sense of my time zone and I'm like if I'm not responding to you it's because I'm sleeping because we're six hours apart <laughs> so um but even then like I've wait I've woken up countless times at 2 a.m and I respond to my clients um which I know isn't isn't great for myself but like I'm I just want to be there for somebody because that's really what I what I felt like I needed and I feel like that's what makes it successful so I do weekly calls with everyone to make sure everyone's enjoying it um to make to answer any questions and also to modify the program. Um, sometimes they need a little tough love as well. I've given that plenty of times and I, I hold them accountable. Um, I hold them accountable for everything and really help them through this process. And I hold you accountable with, for what you do physically, but also as well as what you're doing mentally, like how you're talking to yourself, like how you're comparing yourself and, and how you feel when you first see your progress picture and you started to 
to cry because you didn't realize it was that bad. Like we go through all of this stuff and, and it makes a huge impact on, on everybody just to sort of work through that and have something and someone that can be there for them. So like with a guide, with all these one size fits all guide, like you don't get that. Like there's no one modifying your plans or calling you out if you fall off. So instead of quitting and just saying, oh, I failed, like I couldn't do it again, like I'm there, like ring, ring, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, and and a lot of my clients can vouch for me for that. Like they'll get a random call from me and I'm, I'm like, I, I feel like there's something up with you. And they're like, oh, like I just haven't been feeling motivated all this like there's all this like craziness going on and and then we talk about it and we we figure out what's actually going on we find a way you know if we have to modify the client like the plan then we modify it to to whatever's going on if they need shorter workouts because they're so busy and they have these kids to take care of and things like that then we'll do that you know if they don't like eating a specific food that I'm assigning them then we change it like it's it molds to your life so that you can be successful like your exercise and workout plan should not be adding more stress to you you know it might be a challenge to change your habits but it should never be adding more stress to you and that's what makes it sustainable and that's what makes it you able to maintain these long-term results and be able to do it whether I'm there or not so and life happens like there's always going to be shit that goes wrong and there's always going to be reasons for you not to work out like we're going through a pandemic right now and I'm not saying that you know and I, I don't mean to be insensitive about this at all because I understand that it's it's really it's it's crazy there's a lot going on we're going through an actual pandemic and everything has changed and but I've been able to accommodate all my clients have home workouts now everybody I have people send me what food they're they have access to and I make their programs based on that because not everything is available anymore so like normally I would just assign them the you know what I think that they should you know what I know that they should eat to get to their goals but it's different now because there might not be that at the store and it's at a crazy time but the the program is is molded to you it's it's able it's designed to work with you and what's going on in your life and it teaches you and that's like the best thing because it teaches you how to adapt and what to do so I train people through their holidays through their vacations and you know I give them ideas of like what to eat when they're eating out and I train a lot of people that that travel for work and are constantly on like work dinners and things like that but they're still able to see results because I'm able to say okay on this menu choose choose this instead of that and this was what will keep you sort of on track and and so then from there they're learning that and they're able to maintain it because it's real life it's not just like oh you need to eat this rice cake here and this rice cake there and like you know random diet foods it's it's not like that it's it's real food it's real stuff it's stuff that people enjoy and it's stuff that can last and you can keep doing and you enjoy eating for the rest of your life um so so it's just as easy as getting a guide like it's all digital um but you get me to help you and keep you on track and you're doing the workouts that are made for you for your body and eating foods that you love that are healthy and really that's why this is so important because I wish I had something like that like I wish it was something that I could have done the difference that it would have made if I had somebody there to guide me and tell me it's okay to feel how I did and to tell me I could actually achieve peace in my body and I didn't have to be on a specific diet I could just eat normally and not have all this stress revolved around how what my body looked like and what I ate and I would have given anything to have that 
And I've learned so much through helping others achieve this peace in their bodies and get to their goals and feel the best that they've ever felt and not be so stressed with what they were going through and like working through stuff every day. And Made For Me Fitness is just a way that I can do that. I can help twice as many people because it's online. And I, I swear, like, I love all of my clients and I'm just so grateful for everybody who is willing to, you know, trust me and, and have me be part of this journey for them. And I've, I've seen amazing results. I've, I've probably seen better results doing everything online because I'm pretty much in your phone the whole time. <laughs> I've seen almost better results doing it now because I have more contact with people because I'm not spending my days training. Like, I'm ready and I'm available for people to help them with what they need and when they need it. So it's just been, it's just been life changing and I absolutely love what I do and I really can't wait to share with you like the rest of my thoughts and stories and everything because I really want this to be a place where you can feel free to, to think about what will, you know, what will help you and, and what will serve you and you know, I'm always here for any questions or anything like that. You can DM me, text me, whatever you want. I'm, like I said, I'm always there. Like I'm always ready and available unless I'm sleeping. (laughs) And I really hope that this podcast uh, speaks to you and it inspires you and it gets you to ask questions. And yeah, I've, it's just been a crazy journey and I'm just always excited I'm just so excited to keep going and I I really think that this is a way for me to to show how I've worked through everything and I like if it helps one person I'm going to be thrilled I I'm not kidding I'm going to be thrilled I'm going to have um guest speakers as well so I'm going to have going to interview a few people that I know personally um who have had you know troubles with like diets and uh, things like that as well. And I I think that that will really help the conversation because I want to have other people's opinions in on this as well. And I want to educate you guys and really just make this sort of a fun and, um, you know, a fun and and really motivational environment for everybody to tune into. I'm going to try to be doing these once a week. That is going to be really difficult for me, but I am promising you now I'm going to put out a podcast every week and we're just going to keep going pretty much until I run out of shit to talk about. (laughs) So, which is probably never going to happen because I always have something new. And, um, really hope you guys liked it. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit more about me and um, what I do and the reason why I care so freaking much about this and why this business is, is going to do really well because it is really different to what a lot of things are out there right now and it makes a huge, huge difference. So Thank you to everyone listening, and I don't really know how to wrap these things up, but uh, I'm going to go for now, and I hope that you join me next week for another episode. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what I'm going to be addressing yet, but I have loads of ideas, so I'm really excited to share everything with you. If you have any questions, comments, or concern, uh, just feel free to message me through Instagram, Facebook, uh, anywhere. Um, I will be uh, available for for anything that uh, you need. Um, So until then, I will see you guys later. (laughs) Bye.
Oh, oh, oh.